We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. And joining me once again is the dynamic duo of Perry Goldstein and Alex Stroh. If you can follow her on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore Strofe. They love the underscores. Love the underscore. <laughs> underscored enough. Friends, how the heck are you doing? Good. Good, Perry. We're, we're a dynamic duo, apparently. That's good for us. I think we've been promoted to dynamic duo, so that's good. I mean, Andy left himself out completely. We're a dynamic trio. I'm joined by a dynamic duo. Okay, you fine, are fine. well above a dynamic trio. We're a tremendous trio or something. I don't know. But <laughs> you are a dynamic duo that I'm joined by today. So that's that's where I went with that. Got it. A week away from WrestleMania, like a month away from the NFL draft. The final four is set. I'm fired up, guys. Let's go. It's, a, it's such an awesome period of time where there's just so much going on and almost like too much where it's just overload. You got baseball starting Opening this week, this like week right? It is. It's almost overload, but in a very good way, like NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, both starting in like what a couple weeks, yeah. like, man, it's going to be very crazy, very fast, but we are going to talk Packers because that's what we do. <laughs> and I, we're at this sort of interesting, not like pivot point, but we're definitely at an interesting point in the off season where, a lot of teams have made a lot of moves and we've seen some very interesting kind of cheapish deals like Mike Gesicki, Dalton Schultz go for a little bit cheaper. You've still got guys like Odell Beckham that are on the market. And I think a lot of Packer fans, and maybe you guys can tell me just how you're feeling and kind of the, I don't know, kind of the temperature gauge in Packer nation right now, but it does feel like there are some antsy Packer fans. You look at the NFC North as a whole, and there's nobody that scares anyone in the NFC North. You're not looking at the NFC North and be like, oh, this 
there's there's one team up on top and nobody's catching them like it, it there's nobody there that scares you and it does feel like there's some opportunity for anyone to kind of go and grab that division yet green bay has made mostly special well not mostly completely special teams moves up until this point they haven't dabbled in free agency outside of Tavares Moore Matt Orzek uh, long snapper that's been it and then kind of resigning some of their own guys so Perry I will start with you just sort of your overall thoughts and just kind of gauging your temperature on the Packers offseason so far. This is exactly what I expected. The Packers have no money. Like, I understand that it's free agency can be a very exciting time. There's lots of fun names out there. This honestly hasn't even been that fun of a free agency. And we have the most exciting news. We have the news. The domino. <laughs> And Aaron Rodgers. So, like, if you're antsy for some moves, just, like, wait for this trade. I, I don't know. I, I, like, I think it's pretty clear that everyone's still kind of reeling from what COVID did to the cap because you can see that very few teams have enough money to make any, like, major moves. And those teams that do are bad and need to make moves. They need to spend money, like the Bears. So... This is just exactly what I expected. Um, I love all the special teams moves. It obviously goes hand in hand with Rich Versace getting promoted. Um, this team, and we'll get into this this episode, but like this team isn't in a position to be like making big splashes. Like that's just not where they are this season. Um, they have to kind of like set everything right. So I think they're making like nice little building block moves, but. Nothing crazy. They also kind of can't because Rodgers is still on the books. And, like, how can you go out and even sign, like, a one-year $9 million for Dalton Schultz if you have no idea if that's going to be all of your cap space for the rest of free agency? Alex, before you get there, I do want to – I think you bring up something that's very interesting, Harry, in how we're starting to see teams operate. You mentioned the, you know, sort of the, the fallback from all of the COVID stuff. And I think everyone's expecting the salary cap to explode in coming years, which I think is going to course correct a lot of this. But I also think for the first time, we are really seeing the sort of swing back from some of these teams like the Saints, like the Rams, like the Bucks, like the Packers, who have sort of gone all in in recent seasons, at least from a salary cap standpoint and borrowing from super or from you know future salary caps to kind of pay for players in previous years. And you see some of these teams now, specifically, I think the Rams is probably the perfect example of this, who have kind of gone in an exact opposite direction of selling players off, not buying in free agency. And I do think we are going to enter a phase now with how teams are so aggressive when they do go for it, that the swing back is you're going to have five, six, seven, eight teams in any given offseason that are just like, we we have no money to spend or we are not interested in spending. We are selling, we are trading players away. And I think we're starting to see that kind of for the first time, but that's another maybe story for another day. Alex, what are your thoughts on the off season so far? Well, yeah, Andy, be careful with that term all in, right? Because I think Packers fans are still a little angry that they didn't actually go all in in terms of cap. Obviously they, they did in terms of continually uh, kicking the can down the road. And here we are, but there's two, there's two aspects to this, right? There's the realism aspect, which I think Perry summed up beautifully and that is, hey, this is what it is. They don't have a lot of money. They can't go make those sexy, savvy moves. And they haven't, right? And, and Goody really in his tenure hasn't uh, outside of maybe one offseason. Um, and then there's the optimistic standpoint where, where I, I think I land, and that would be where a lot of the fellow ANSI Packers fans land in terms of, hey, there are these really nice names out there. 
and we don't have any tight ends. We don't have any wide receivers, really, right? So you want them to go out and build around Jordan Love, but they haven't done that. So now you wait for the draft to see if maybe that's where they begin to uh, to rebuild, kind of, right? I wouldn't call this a full rebuild. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, It's a little disappointing, but it's also kind of what we expected, as Perry said. Yeah, expected, understandable. I think those are two good words to use. I'm going to give my answer as part of my answer to the next question, which I want to gauge you guys on first, and then I'll kind of go on probably a a long-winded diatribe that nobody wants to hear, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, The the next question, and Alex, you sort of posed this one today as we were going over topic ideas. So I'll just pose it, and I want to hear your guys' direction on this or what you guys are thinking. So uh, some people are saying that this is maybe a rebuild. It's a reboot. It's a reload. Maybe it's something different. Alex, I'll start with you this time. What do you see right now as the overall direction of this Packers team in 2023? Well, I asked this because I don't know the answer, Andy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea, right? Like this clearly isn't a reload um, because that would play more into the fact of what, what Perry talked about before, where they're going out and actually making signings or making trades or uh, right. Elijah Moore. I don't remember what he got traded for, but it wasn't like it was super. You know, swap, yeah, right. Exactly. So I'm, I, I don't know what this is. And that's, that's what makes me very antsy and nervous to use that word again. Uh, leading into this 23 season. While I am excited, I, I finally accepted it, right? I've gone through my five stages of grief. I, I, I'm to the acceptance stage where, hey, it is time to turn the page to Jordan Love, and I'm excited to see what he's got, right? And I, I think that's something the three of us talked a lot about in, in the la- later parts of last season where it was looking like they weren't going to make the playoffs. We wanted to see Jordan Love get some, some playing time, so we had a better understanding of what the future starting quarterback of the Packers had. We still don't have that answer, so I'm excited to see what he has. But I'm nervous in terms of the pieces or lack thereof around him, right? Uh, the tight end room is not good. Uh, the wide receiver room, like I like Kirsten Watson as much as the next guy. I don't know that he's a number one right now, right? So there are a lot of question marks, especially offensively, that, that make me go, huh, I, I think this team might be at the bottom of the NFC North, which is something we'll talk about a little bit later. I don't have a good answer for you, Andy. I hope Perry has a better one. I'm, I will throw it to Perry. I'm, I'm scared she's going to steal my, my thunder and my answer. But Perry, I will throw it to you next. I like actually could not disagree more with Alex. And this really? is like, yeah, this, this is, is such a first. I, I think like it has to be this way this year. I, this to me is a rebuild. Like anytime you are moving on from a franchise quarterback, you're in rebuild mode, right? Like I feel like people could look at like, the Patriots after they moved on from Tom Brady, like they're kind of in rebuild mode. They took Mac Jones. They're trying to figure out what's happening with him. They're trying to find pieces around him. They're not, they're kind of flailing about a little bit. Like smart NFL teams can maybe turn things around in a season or two. Some others struggle. Like we've seen the Broncos since they won the Super Bowl. right? They haven't been able to figure it out. It's all about the quarterback. This year to me is like the start of what's hopefully a very quick rebuild for the Green Bay Packers. You're moving on to a new quarterback. It's going to be a completely different team. You have a lot of the same pieces. And I think that's why Packers fans are so hesitant to call it a rebuild because the defense is pretty much staying the same. But and you've got Aaron Jones and the Packers took two really great wide receivers last year. And so all of a sudden you're saying, well, it's not really a rebuild because, but it is, it's going to be a new offense with a new quarterback. So this year to me is like a buffer year. It's let's see what we can get with what we have. We, I'm not going to curse, screwed our cap with the last guy. 
We have to, we've ripped the bandaid off now. We're going to have to deal with it this season. And then we can, we're using all these terms, reload when the cap resets itself, like we just talked about, and actually really start to build this thing. But this year is a rebuild. And like, I've been talking about this on PAX, which she said, I'm going to say it here now. I really hope fans have like really, really low expectations. I'm not talking like, expect Jordan Love to be bad. Of course, we want him to be good. But the Packers as a whole are going to really struggle this year. If they don't, great. I'll eat crow. That's fine. That'd be awesome. That but be like, good. they're going to struggle. They're they're putting pieces around a new guy. They're going to have, a, I think, a really young team, which is exciting. We love a young team. Packers have been an older team for quite a minute, right? So... I think like whatever rookies they take, whoever they're able to get in free agency, it's going to be street moves that we've seen, right? They got more. He's not going to be a starting safety. They can't do those things. So you're going to be, they're in rebuild mode for like the next, like probably two ish seasons. Now they have to figure it out quickly. Cause like they put themselves in a bad position with Jordan loves contract and like the amount of time he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, But this is not like any kind of retool, reload, go all in. Like this is, sorry, Packers fans, what a rebuild looks like. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you've now reverted me back to somewhere in the middle of the five stages of grief because I'm not ready to accept this as a rebuild. However, I think you summed it up well, right? And, my- and I think here's the other thing I'll say. We talk about going all in and we always say like there are many different ways to go all in for sure every team does it differently the rams did it differently the bucks did it differently we've seen the packers attempt to do it in a very different manner so i'm going to also say rebuilds also look different like this is the packers version of a rebuild they haven't had to do it in like 30 years they maybe thought they kind of did it with rodgers and then it turned out rodgers was amazing and all of a sudden one year later they're contenders but like this is this is going to be a Packers version of a rebuild, and it's going to be very heavy on draft and develop because that's who they are, and it's going to be very heavy on getting the street guys because they're very good at finding undrafted talent, and then they're going to hope that Jordan Love is the guy and they've put enough pieces around him. Uh, hope is not a strategy. That's all I have to say. Go ahead, Andy. It's I'm saying hope. <laughs> they probably oh, have a much better and more analytical <laughs> strategy. I would, just, I would help, I would help. There's yeah. just hope written on their whiteboard in their, in their planning <laughs> session. Like the Ted Lasso hope side. Hope. Just hope yeah. and pray, yeah. I'm very excited because I think I kind of disagree with both of you, which is really fun. Yes. And more excited because Perry didn't steal my thunder, which I thought she was going to. So here's where I'm at. And this, again, this might be a little long-winded, so I apologize in advance. But I, when the off-season started, I went through three different potential off-season plans. And basically, the three that I laid out was a complete ripping of the Band-Aid. You nuke your contracts from Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones, and you trade away Aaron Rodgers. And you basically try to get, you, know, you move on from Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. Just you try to get kind of as young as possible. Kind of knew Green Bay would never really go in that direction. Even that was extremely complicated because you don't really get any salary cap savings now. In fact, some of those players, you're almost even paying at least as much, if not more than, you know, for this year's salary cap than you would be if you just kept them on the team. So that made it incredibly difficult to actually just do a full rip the Band-Aid in a complete full rebuild in any sort of major way. The second was you bring Aaron back and you go as all in as you possibly can. And what that probably would have looked like is you have 9 million more to spend because you're not sending Aaron Rodgers away, which immediately, you know, 
triggers 9 million more against your salary cap. So maybe you just bring back an Alan Lazard for, for Aaron. Maybe you go out and you get a Dalton Schultz or a Mike Gesicki or someone like that, but you probably add a player. You bring back your Lewis, your Cobb, some of those sort of things. Maybe you trade away Jordan in that scenario to see if you can get something in return, but that's probably as close to your all in scenarios you get. There just wasn't many other avenues to open up more space where they actually could have gone out and got more players. So all in, was really difficult as well because there was only there was a limit to how far all in could have got them and it, quite frankly it just wasn't far enough based on the salary cap constraints that they had and the other option which i called sort of a reload or a reboot at the time was basically kind of keeping the team status quo and going to jordan love trading away aaron rodgers and kind of just building the team that they had around jordan instead of building around aaron and that's kind of the direction i thought they would go it's clearly the direction that they have decided to go in, but I don't think it's a reload. I don't think it's a rebuild. I don't think it's a reboot. And how I would basically, I guess, define this, this team right now, this off season right now is they are in a transition and an evaluation mode. And the reason that I say that is there's only one real transition. They kept the GM, they kept the coach, they kept the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, offensive line. You know, yes, they're moving on from a couple of receivers and tight ends, and there's going to be some flux, you know, fluctuation there with some younger guys. They basically have kept the entire defense. Yes, there'll be a Dean Lowry gone. Adrian Amos might be gone. But for the most part, as far as off seasons go, this is almost the as much of a same team year over year that you could possibly have, save for going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, which is a massive transition, but that is the transition that you are making. You are transitioning from one quarterback to another. And then I think the bigger key here is this is an evaluation season because they have to sort of evaluate everything starting with Jordan Love. It has to be about evaluating him and if he can or cannot be the future starting quarterback of your team. But I also think it's more than that. One of the very first things I mentioned at the start of this offseason was, right right when the season ended, I'll even put it that way, is it's going to be really hard to make any sort of major changes with this team because everyone could point to somebody else and say, it wasn't my fault. Look what happened over there. Joe Barry could make the argument, even though I think he's the lowest hanging fruit of everyone, you make the argument that the only reason that the team had a chance at the playoffs at the end of the year was because the defense came along somehow without Rashawn Gary towards the end of the year and actually gave him a puncher's chance at things. You, you know, Matt LaFleur can say, hey, I won 13 games the last three seasons. It's not on me. Brian Gutekinds can say, hey, do you remember what this team looked like prior, you know, before me taking over? You know, we brought in Matt and then we went on 13, three 13-win seasons, two NFC championship games. Like, that. Look, look what I've done in my time. And, like, you can go person by person. Even Aaron Rodgers, you could basically say, like, you're going to pin this on me? I was the back-to-back MVP two years ago. You think all of a sudden I just declined that much? No, it's because you traded away Devante and like, I didn't have weapons anymore. And I had injured ribs and a thumb. Like, it's not me. Like you could go one by one. And it's just sort of the ultimate Spider-Man pointing meme of everyone pointing at somebody else and being like, not, not, not my fault. And that made it really difficult to evaluate any one person and say, all right, it was this person's fault. We're going to move on. And I think now with moving from Aaron to Jordan, you have the opportunity in this upcoming season to evaluate everything, evaluate everyone, see what happens without Aaron, see if Jordan can be the guy, see if 
all right, is the offense an issue? Is this a Matt LaFleur issue? Is the defense an issue? Do we know now for sure that this is a Joe Barry issue? Like, I think you can evaluate kind of everything. And I don't know that they had any other option than to go in that almost that exact direction. I've talked about ad nauseum that moving forward for another year with Aaron, just the opportunity cost and the risk with that was far too high. So they almost had to go to Jordan based on the contract and basically being able to get things in return the way things were. So it just made sense that, Hey, instead of moving on from Joe Barry, instead of making a bunch of crazy moves, instead of doing all this, we're going to go from Aaron to Jordan. We're going to transition and we are going to evaluate absolutely everything. So that's where I kind of come down on this off season and what this team is going to be in 2023. It's a trans- transition year and an evaluation year. So I actually think we agree a lot more than you think. Maybe we just called it something. Said it a lot better. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I totally, I totally, totally agree. That's uh, that to me though, Andy sounds like a rebuild because ultimately you are rebuilding the team around a new quarterback. And that really is the only, that difference matters the most. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. See, I guess to me, the Rams are doing a rebuild right now where like, yeah, they're, they're keeping Stafford because they don't have much choice. They, I'm sure they would actually love to trade him, but like, to me, that team going away and like, and trading away, you know, Jalen Ramsey and trying to get picks in return and like not really going out and signing anyone and basically kind of like tearing that team down. To me, that is more of a rebuild than what Green Bay is going through where they're kind of keeping everything the same, save for literally the quarterback position. Yeah. The way I interpreted that and tell me if I'm, I'm misinterpreting was that they are like a year away from a rebuild, right? This is the transition period. We could be rebuilding in 2024. That's the way I interpreted what you just so said. Andy. I would almost put it a different way. I think, I think this is the opportunity to evaluate what they need to do moving forward. Like what if, what if Jordan comes out and plays great and this team is all of a sudden competing in the NFC North this year. All right. Then you've, clearly recognize that you don't need to do a full rebuild. Maybe you don't need to move on from a bunch of coaches or a GM or anything like that, that you can just literally kind of continue on the way that you're going right now. And that you're mostly on the right path. Maybe Christian Watson takes a jump, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, TJ Slayton. We could go Eric Stokes. We could, there's a hundred different young guys basically almost on the roster that we could go over and say like, Hey, maybe they took a jump and Jordan was good. And this team just started to play much better and more confident than they were a season ago. And there is no rebuild that needs to take place. Maybe, maybe this team struggles and it's another, you know, eight and nine season, seven and 10 season, whatever, but 
there's signs that a lot of progress was made. And like that season with a new quarterback starting for the first time may feel a heck of a lot different than a eight and nine season did with Aaron and trying to win everything a season ago. That might actually feel like, all right, we actually think we're headed in the right direction or maybe things just go terribly wrong. And Jordan doesn't, you know, isn't the quarterback that they expected or the offense falls apart. The defense is even worse than they were a season ago. Maybe the special teams takes a step back and maybe this team is selecting in the top five, top eight, top 10 of the draft next year. And now you have to make that difficult decision of, and and I think you're going to have a better evaluation of, was it Joe Barry? Was it Brian Gutekunst? Was it Matt LaFleur? Was it all of the above? Is this a, like, we have to tear everything down and rebuild it? Is this a, all right, we just need to move on from the defensive coordinator and maybe see if Jordan, you know, needs some competition next year. But this to me is that that's why I call it an evaluation year is I don't think we can know what needs to take place in 2024 until we literally see what plays out in 2023. This is why I call it like a different version of a rebuild. Cause I totally agree with you, but the Packers as a franchise have always planned for the now and planned for the future. This is the way they operate. So they've set themselves up. Like, you know, regardless of, they could have made a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl in the last three years with Aaron Rodgers. You know that they were always also thinking about this season as a possibility because they took Jordan Love and they knew there was a transition at some point. Maybe not. Maybe they traded him away, right? That was probably all. But they had this like backup plan. And so fans get mad because they never do a Rams thing where they say, screw the future. We're going all all in because that's fun and sexy. But like the Packers have set themselves up to actually be in a position where they don't have to tear the entire ship down. And they can say, we've got some pieces we really like. Now we just have to figure out this year, like, who's here to stay for this next it's, it's version of what this team looks like. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's Packers, a Packers version Packers of a rebuild. I think that's fair. I think this is this is not your nuclear, we're going to tear everything down and, and actually rebuild from scratch, rebuild. This is what we've seen, how the Packers would like their rebuild to look. Yeah, the and maybe the they team. have to do that. Maybe they see this season and they're like, we totally messed up and that's just something we're going to have to live with now. But like, I think it's, I mean, as I'm obviously like just continuing to back up my own opinion. So maybe other fans don't agree with me, but like as a fan, I'm glad that they do this. I'm glad they've at least given themselves the chance this year to have the option to be competitive. Do I think that that's likely? Cause Andy, you laid out the scenario, right? Where like all of a sudden this team's like pretty good. And maybe they're like going for a wild card spot. That actually isn't that crazy because this team's, really built like a nice nucleus here yeah i think that's fair it's wait and see period it's wait and see time right like jordan love is the obvious the the biggest domino here to to use a term perry used earlier right like if he's lights out which i think we would all agree probably isn't likely in year number one of of him as a starter this ain't a rebuild this is all of a sudden hey a team that's gonna be able to compete for the next foreseeable future right five ten years if Jordan Love is that dude, which again, I don't think any of us expect him to be in year one. Could he be down the road? Maybe. But now, now my mind's spinning. And, and what I'm thinking about while you guys are discussing this is how much time does everybody get, right? We know Jordan Love gets two years, given the fact they will pick up his fifth year option here later in the offseason. We assume he'll be the starter in 23, 24. 
How much of a leash does Matt LaFleur have? Perry, you and I have talked about this at length on this podcast over the course of the last six months. We both agree he deserves the benefit of the doubt. He's safe after this year, even if they win three games, right? Like I have no doubt Matt LaFleur is the head coach in 24. But then it, you get into the, the nitty gritty of, okay, Goody, Joe Barry, uh, you know, the offensive staff, right? Uh, Rich Bisaccio, does he get promoted? To, does his job change, right? It's, it's, all of, it's all of those question marks. How much time does everybody get? That's what I wonder. And we won't have the answer until at least October or November. I think that's what makes the season such a, um, to use an Aaron Rodgers phrase, a beautiful mystery. Like totally. we, are, we are literally in beautiful mystery land. And for the first time in a, a long time, we just don't know what this season is going to look like. And we just talked about the NFC North. There's not like a juggernaut on top. The NFC as a whole, the NFC is a train wreck. Like you look at the top quarterbacks in the NFC, like it's Jalen Hurts and then a bunch of like, oh, yeah. like yeah. Uh, if Jordan yeah. was out and actually like this, I, somebody's going to clip this and post it and I'm going to look like a complete idiot. I don't think this is actually going to happen. Um, but like if Jordan love went out and had like a really good season, like, is that that far off from being the number two quarterback in the no. NFC? Like, like depends if, how, how some others perform, you for know, sure. but like, yeah. if you, if you told me he came out and had a really good season, like you said, Jordan had a really good season, not great, but like a really good season. That's not far off from probably as good as the number two quarterback in the NFC. Like you've got a Dak Prescott, yeah. like you've got a Kirk cousins, Jared Goff. Like, I'm, yeah. Jared Goff, like Derek Carr. Now it's just, it's yeah. not that good. So the NFC is wide open the nfc north is wide open and you know so that's what again that's what makes this such a interesting season is if, if you told me next year the packers finish if you told me they won the north if you told me they got a wild card if you told me jordan love was really good if you told me love struggled if you told me they picked in the top five of the draft next year if you told me like any of that i'd be like yeah yeah. That could happen. Like that's how, that's how wild this is. And I think, again, that's why it's so important to move forward with this season and just evaluate what happens and see who stepped up, who took this team and said, you know what, we're going to be really good because of this. What young players, which of the Eric Stokes the Quay Walkers, the Slaytons, the Wyatts, the, all those guys, the Watsons, the Dobbs, the Toure's who stepped up, who said like, I'm going to be a core player for this team for the foreseeable future, which coaching you know is it joe barry that's defense took a, a whole new step is it matt lafleur maybe actually running his offense with a quarterback like that's what took a step or did everything just deflate down and nothing actually worked and then yeah. you've got a whole other mess on your hand but who, who knows i've talked about this a decent amount on packs what she said and i feel like to your point andy there's like a really interesting void at the moment on this team and in areas of like space there's always opportunity so I feel like we're going to halfway through or like towards the end of the season be talking about a player or a coach, right, who were like, wow, they really made the most of this like open opportunity, like you said, to step up for this team. Now, you hope it's the guys that you spent your most capital on. You hope it's the Christian Watsons and sure. the Quay Walkers and those kinds of players. But also it could be others because I feel like at your job, if there's a leadership void, someone has to like take up that space. And it very well could be the guys that we expect, like the Aaron Joneses or the Preston Smiths or the guys that have been on the team for a while. And that would make sense for the vets to try to like fill that Aaron Rodgers size void. Um, Cause there's just only so much talent who can be like 
have that presence on a team. But I also think it's a really great opportunity for Jordan Love to like grow into a leader because he hasn't been able to have that space. No doubt. Yeah, it's gonna this, be really, this, really fun. Can't the wait. Tyler, the Tyler Davis breakout campaign starts today. <laughs> Let's go. You never know. You never know. All, it's a all, beautiful the, all the breakouts have to come. There has to be a Florida Atlantic on every, you know, in, right. in every situation, right? So, you know, maybe it's Tyler Davis. Who knows? Uh, all right. We'll go lightning round through the rest of these questions, but I just kind of want to pick your brains really quick. So, yeah. Perry, I'll start with you. Who? What's been your favorite offseason move so far for Green Bay? I know it's not a ton to pick from, but your favorite move so far. Uh, I mean, the easy one, I guess, is bringing Keyshawn Nixon back. I think, like, there was not a lot that was really fun and a just a highlight from this past season, and he absolutely was that. And it looks like the Packers are really going all in on this whole, like, rebuild the special teams thing. And he, besides the kickers, pretty much, like, every, you know, 90% of it. So... We have an all pro at, at returning. That's really fun. And it's also just like nice to see a player who, again, street free agent kind of came over here with zero expectations, was always going to be a backup on in the DB room, like really carve out a role for himself and get paid. Alex, I'll ask you the next one. What are you most concerned about right now? Uh, everything. No, uh, I, I'm in a constant <laughs> state of panic and anxiety. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I think it's Jordan Love, right? Like that's that's the easy answer. I'm concerned if he's going to be good or not, right? Like I, I think it's it's as simple as that for me because we, we've talked about it at length already. He really is the the biggest deciding factor if this team can compete in 2023 or not. But overall, it's 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 the lack of depth at the skill positions I alluded to a bit earlier, wide receiver and tight end. I think that's probably my biggest concern. And you didn't ask me my favorite move, so I'll tell you. My favorite move is uh, Mark Murphy making a fool of himself on the WIAA State Girls Basketball uh, statewide network a couple weeks back. That was my favorite move of the offense. <laughs> That's how you really feel, Alex. Uh, <laughs> I agree with your your second part in there somewhere about the weapons being what ultimately is a concern for me right now. And I think they're clearly going to add quite a bit to this room, whether it's via the draft or you know maybe from from uh, you know you know some veterans you know after the draft whatever it may be but right now you've got christian watson samore toure you've got uh romeo dobbs at wide receiver josiah deguara and tyler davis at tight ends like that's that's your group basically right now that you're throwing two of your jordan love so yes they're clearly going to address both of those positions but if that is the group that you are having to throw to i don't care if you're you know, whatever quarterback in their prime, that's just not going to be ultimately enough to get it done. Now, do I think Watson can evolve into a one? Yes. Do I think Dobbs can be a two? Yes. Do I think Toure maybe even could evolve into a three someday? Yes. Uh, Do I think they have a number one tight end on the roster? Not even close. They might not even have a number two tight end and they ideally would like to add probably one more starter. So you can have Dobbs maybe be a three to begin with and Toure maybe be more of a four or a five to begin with. So they need pieces there, but that to me is not only the thing that I'm maybe most concerned about at the moment, what I know they're going to correct some of that, but also the biggest thing that they need to attack for the remainder of the rest of this off season. Again, whether that be via some cheap free agent pickups or whether that be via the draft, they just have to fill out that roster in some capacity. Uh, Perry, what do you want to see Green Bay attack the rest of this off season? Yeah. Well, if we're going into this as an evaluation season, you can't, it's the same kind of with what the bears have been arguing with Justin Fields. Like how do you evaluate a guy if he had literally no weapons? Um, And you just don't want that to happen to Jordan love. Um, 
I mean, there's a couple of things. I'm going to make a snarky comment, but like, I don't know, get this trade done with Aaron Rodgers maybe is like number one on here. Um, But I think all they need to do, they really need to nail this draft, right? This is not a season where you can have like a 2015 type like draft. Like you really need to nail this draft um, because you have no money and there's not really much that you can like course correct in terms of like this coming season. And we know that rookies may not always contribute right away. And I think it's unfair to expect that, but for the future of this team and whatever next season, the following season comes along, like you're, these are going to be like pivotal moments and who knows if they're going to be picking this high ever again right 13 is is pretty high and last time they picked this 13 oh my god i already think that you they already, have you already swapped it, huh? <laughs> 15 what do you know perry what do you know yeah, what do you know out there what do you York, know perry, perry? Nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. um 15 is really high right last time they picked this high they they nailed it right they they nabbed rashawn gary right. so they have a lot of opportunity in this draft All right. Last question. Then we're going to get out of here. Alex, I'll start with you. As of today, right now, this very moment, where does Green Bay rank in the NFC North hierarchy? Oh, I hate this question. Um, It's, it's, it's three or four. It's, it's not top two. Uh, Obviously I'd put the, put the Lions and the Vikings uh, top two and and the Bears and Packers can have a really unique uh, fun rivalry again, I think at the, uh, the bottom of the NFC North barrel. I will give them three just because I, I, I don't think they can be – or I wouldn't put them lower than, obviously, the worst team in football a year ago. But it's going to be dicey. It's going to be weird. I, I will I will slap at him uh, tentatively at number three in the NFC North ahead of Chicago right now. Perry? Yeah, I totally agree, actually. I, I also probably agree, although I do think – I, I do think that this could be a total crapshoot in the NFC North. If you told me any of the four teams won the NFC North, I wouldn't be shocked. Even Chicago. I think Chicago can win I agree. it. And Green Bay can win it. Detroit can win it. Minnesota can win it. I do think Minnesota is going to take uh, a, a fall back. I think Detroit's going to continue on the ascend, but I am, I'm interested to see what their, um, their ceiling is with, I thought Jared Goff had a really nice year last year. So I don't even want to talk poorly upon him, but, and he has brought a team to the Super Bowl in the past, whether that was, due to all the weapons and Sean McVay and everything else. So be it, but uh, he has gotten there. So uh, that's a very interesting team. I would probably put them one at the moment. And I think after that, I think it's, it's very, very interesting. And if we're going to put Detroit one, we know Detroit's going to figure out a way to Detroit something more often than not. So that's why I said, I just think this is a a totally up for grabs. I, I, if you want to put green Bay at any of the, the four positions, I, I don't know that I'd have a strong argument against you. I think they could literally get to any of those four spots um, and it's totally feasible. So I've been a little bit more wishy-washy than normal today being like, you know, who knows what's going to happen and, you know, they could end up anywhere one through four, but I stand by, I think this is, that's what makes this season so incredibly interesting is just, it's so hard to predict. How funny would it be if Green Bay ended up like winning the division and like absolutely nothing changes for the rest of the other three teams? (laughs) It'd be just, uh, pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah, amazing would be the right word selection there. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, 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 this is my therapy, biweekly therapy. I look forward with the two of you, and I am not feeling a whole lot better today. I got to be honest. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it takes a couple days after therapy for it really to sink in. You just got to okay. process. Just process. good. I'm going on spring break this week, so Fort Myers here I come. Maybe that'll help. Who knows? Here, here's here's your your moment of zen for the day. 
I don't think this team can hurt you this year for the first time in a really long time. No, to be fair, if Jordan is just awful, there's going to be a level of pain in that. I don't think that's going to happen though. But like for three decades, basically we went into every season being like, Oh, they're competing for a Super Bowl. And then in all but two of those seasons, we were stabbed in the heart <laughs> in some <laughs> capacity for the for the majority of those at those 30 seasons in some way at the end of the year. So, like, yeah, those two seasons were glorious and we will live them up forever. But some of the the more painful ways that Green Bay figured ways to twist us into pretzels and torture us in some of those other years um, was also extremely painful along the way. I don't think this year can be uh, that painful. So I think that is your moment of Zen. Just enjoy the ride this year. Evaluate. It is a transition year. Evaluate everything. And then next year in the off season, then we can pull out either the pitchforks and the daggers, or we can get all excited again and get ready to be hurt. How the hell again. is this Zen? You have referenced stabbing in the heart and now pitchforks. Uh, this is not Zen at all. This is morbid as hell, Andy. What are we doing? Welcome to Packer fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Uh, Perry, final thoughts? I think this is a time of change. It's very exciting. If You you got to embrace it, though. I think that's the one. Like, people, oh, people really don't like change. That's the nature of, like, human beings. That's fine. But, like, you just got to embrace this, like, whole ambiguity that's happening. I mean, you heard us, all, like, go from, like, here is your spectrum of what could happen in the season, and it's literally everything, anything <laughs> possible. So just, like, <laughs> expect the unexpected. How can well you not said. be romantic about that, Alex? You can't, <laughs> uh, can't you be? No, Andy, the last time I talked to you about a month ago, uh, you told me and Perry that the Aaron Rodgers trade would be done within the next seven days. Uh, I would like you to. Uh, I would like you to make another prediction right now on when this trade will actually. Happen. I'm Homer. Simpson That's a memory, me. my friend. Homer Let's Simpson go. memeing out of this place. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I have absolutely yeah, me neither. No the draft by the draft. Yeah, I think so. In the next month, I think that that's a fair time frame. Leave it to Aaron Rodgers to like make a decision, but then not actually make any changes it's a fever like, dream man this is such a weird he, just keep, he will keep us in a spin until he retires <laughs> yeah it's it, i i have no clue at this point i'm i'm surprised it hasn't been i thought like i thought they would have to like sort of dot the i's and cross the t's on some things and just sort of get it done and that clearly is not the case and if the reports are true they seem very apart on things I don't know. It's going to get done at some point. I'm not stressing over it yet. I think if we get to, if we talk again in two weeks and we still don't have anything now, it's getting a little bit more interesting of like, all right, what the heck's going on? Um, let's figure out a way to get this done. But yeah. as of right now, it's just a, just a little blip in the radar and no, no concern, no nothing at this point and it'll get done eventually. I agree. All right, guys, Perry, where can we find your work? What, uh, what are you working on? Um, just follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein on Twitter. Follow the podcast at PWSS podcast. Um, pretty much just going to be doing draft content for the next month with Maggie on the show. So um, look out for that if you're interested in draft stuff. Um, I'm probably not your foremost expert, but if you want my humble opinion, you can come and check it out. Uh, I think we're going to do our best to have a bunch of guests on because there's a lot of really knowledgeable people who can speak to it better than we can. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Alex? Harry, I can't wait to hear who your cornerback that's with a C crush is uh, in this upcoming draft. I always, I always oh, he already exists. Who is it? 
It's Christian Gonzalez. He's okay, amazing. yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. Go Ducks. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Strofe. Uh, all my work over at 100.5 ESPN in Madison. You can follow us on social at ESPN Madison, doing all sorts of goofy content, man on the street stuff. So feel free to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, all those good places. Awesome. Make sure to follow both of them. They're both amazing. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Packaday Podcast. Please, please, please make sure to subscribe if you have not already. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.